Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. Hello everyone, I am William, and I am the storyteller for this Hunter the Visual game, Terminus Tendency. Welcome back. Let's go ahead and not waste too much time, and let's go ahead and introduce our players, starting with Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack, and I'll be playing Eamon Mulcahy, or the Malleus Maleficarum Hitman Hunter. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Drew. Oh, the Lucifuge book person. The Lucifuge scholar. Yep, basically. Um, and Holly? Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin at Knights of St. Adrian. And Jeremy? Hello, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Nina Sky, a Union Rockstar. And Craig. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm playing uh, Paul Phillips, the Aegis Kaidoru adventure capitalist. <laughs> and John will not be joining us this week. He was feeling a little under the weather, so he's going to get some rest. Um, but before we rejoin our hunters, we need to take a moment to cycle back to a dark room at an undisclosed location as a group of people sit around a report at a table and listen to a man giving a presentation and storytelling as one of the individuals at the table asks so based on your lead up this seems like this would be heading into their first major combat experience as a group oh well situation certainly got a bit hectic in the coming moments but I think uh their handling of the situation will sort of speak for themselves and situations were a little bit more complicated than they seemed at first. Although I will note there's a bit of a minor editorial note from the, from the writer of the report uh, who really wanted to get across just the significance of the music the group was using to, uh, when, during their approach. Um, and the um, 
the man, very dry, sort of just responds, the music was significant. And, and oh, of course, yes, you see, they were approaching with Rebel Yell playing. And just in the background, you can there's the sound of one person who understands the situation trying not to break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the person, who, but the person who is speaking clearly doesn't get the what's so funny is, and that's significant. How? Uh, well, I'll let the characterization of these people speak for themselves. But consider, once you understand who these people are, that they arrived in their fully armed wagon, playing a music performed by an English performer. <laughs> Ada <laughs> is so ridiculously offended at the at, at the choice of thematic errors here. And so we we rejoin the uh, we rejoin the the hunter group as this truck barrels down the road uh, heading towards your hideout. Um, Nina, are you sticking with um, your uh, safe house for a session, or are you switching it up? Uh, uh, you know, that's right, because we were at the safe house. So I kind of feel like a, I kind of feel like it shouldn't suddenly not become a safe house. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you switch it up, it basically means that you don't intend to stay here very long. Oh, uh, I mean. No, I don't think we do instead intend to stay here all that long. So, uh, yeah, we'll switch it up for now. I'll figure out what I want to do with it. All right, cool. When the time arises. No worries. Uh, so, as this, as this, as it gets closer, you realize it's a pickup truck that's been heavily augmented, like giant oversized wheels, heightened um, shocks. It's sort of been put, a lift kit's been put on it, so it sits higher off the ground. And it's got the big floodlights on a rack across the roof. Painted a very dark crimson, uh, giant mud tires that are very <laughs> clearly caked in mud. As it pulls up, and as it gets closer, you realize it's not headed straight for you. It actually. Oh fuck! Are they headed? Are they headed for the van? <laughs> you you get concerned about that for a minute. <laughs> they they whip around the side of the van, which is parked in front, mm -hmm. and barely clip the bumper as they pass by. No. You fuckers! Um, but immediately streak by the side of the house and pinwheel across the side and pull to a halt. And you can hear the sound of people piling out as the as the vehicle turns off, the music cuts off. And you hear the sound of people piling out of a truck, guns being loaded and cocked, and people shouting. Um, is Eamon outside at the moment? Uh, that is up to the group of you. I believe someone did not want to be present during the interrogation and so had stepped outside. I don't recall who specifically. Which I believe might have been Jonas. Actually, yeah, it was Jonas who was outside. Everyone else right. was mm -hmm. 
Um, but yeah, no, if he, if he, if he hears somebody charging up the driveway, Eamon would be out and then he's going to post up on that corner, pull out the Kukri and just kind of crouch down low mm-hmm. so that he's basically got a corner of the house in between him and where all these other people are unloading. Are there, are there, are there windows that would have a decent overview of the driveway? Or the, um, the, where, where they swung around was around the side of the house. Um, so it's sort of, they're they're sort of like parked in your side yard. Um, but there are, there are indeed windows that can get a decent view about that. And those of you who are, everyone can go ahead and roll me a, um, uh, with a composure. Is this eyesight based? Uh, this would be hearing. Cool. The dice don't like me this game. <laughs> oh boy. Two successes. Three. Four successes. Wow, three successes. Damn. I found um, a really good window. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so all of you who rolled any number of successes definitely hear a loud, particularly southern drawl, just sort of shouting out orders. All right, all of you fan out and find them. They couldn't have gotten too far out here. Come on, round them up. Let's find them and get them back. Um, the uh, two of you who got three successes, Nina and Paul, uh, you both note that it's really hard to see through the, the because it's dark and they've got the floodlights blaring on, on the uh, top of these vehicles. Um, but you notice that a lot of these individuals that are that are hopping out of this truck are acknowledging that the house they're around is inhabited, but they're not focused on it. They seem to be fanning out the neighborhood in general. They seem to have just parked here because they thought it was close to what they were looking for, which gives you guys the implication that they might not be looking for you specifically, or if they are looking for you, they don't know that you're in this particular house. Okay. Uh, and, is is there anything additional for the one that got yes. four successes? <laughs> okay. And for for Eamon, um, you notice that not all of these individuals are armed. Um, you do notice that the leader, who is sort of um, on the drop on the the drop panel of the of the truck, has what looks to be a revolver in a very obvious Western style holster on his belt. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a couple of people with some knives and there's one person who has what looks like a shotgun. Okay. Um, But there's the only guns you spot are the shotgun and the leader's revolver. Okay. Um, I think I, Probably know the answer to this, but um, if we can see anybody over the glare, which sounds like might be a no, um, I assume we don't recognize any of Jack Cross's buddies. I'm thinking more, more two fangs versus mouthful of fangs. They definitely seem a lot more good old boy with all the air quotes I can muster. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Paul, Paul says quietly, well, it looks like we may have just saved ourselves the trouble of having to go find the colonel. This is the colonel. He's a 
fucking idiot. Possibly to himself, if no one else is by the. I was gonna say, if you're if you're upstairs, Eamon's definitely probably not in your shot, but yeah, you're outside, right? Yeah, I'm outside on the corner. Okay, so we we have already fanned out without a. <laughs> Nina is upstairs and says, "If this is a colonel, he's a fucking idiot." Um, well, he does call himself the colonel. I guess I'm, I'm probably up there too. Uh, do we have a strategy here? Because it, it might surprise you to learn that I don't shoot guns particularly skillfully. I shoot guns fine, but oh, and we're a little, because... over, we're a little outnumbered here. Uh, Paul, Paul taps the eye and says, "Yeah, I'm not exactly the best marksman either." And uh, Eamon, because you had four, you actually get a, you actually get a head count. Okay, uh, you count seven. Seven of them. Okay. Yeah. Nina was right on the spot when she said, "A little outnumbered." <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, sort of. Uh, if it's right by you, I think I'm going to find a, a high vantage with a good view. Well, it certainly seems to be the best decision for the situation. And so Eamon sort of disappears uh, up, up to the second floor of this, of this particular house. Okay. Um, you said you don't normally uh, look at... Um, uh, looking at Paul, you said you don't normally shoot, but can you? <laughs> that was that was to whom? You, Paul. Uh, um, uh, Paul says, "Well, I, I mean, in theory, sure." Are you saying you've never shot a gun before? I'm saying I used to be more familiar with them when I had better depth perception. That's a valid point. Um. I'm guessing then that you don't have a gun now. No, no. Customs tends to frown on those, and I do consider myself a bit of a world traveler. Well, I'm American, so here you go. And she pulls <laughs> out her gun and shoves it into Paul's hand. <laughs> Paul takes it and says, well, me. gun safety before heading south, but I'm not, uh... Oh, no, babe, you're with me. So, the play... Looks at Paul. Just, just... If you shoot, it's gonna make people duck. Just generally shoot in that direction and don't hit us. And I stand up and start pulling true towards the door. Weird distraction. Okay. Um, Paul Paul right. stays put. Unless you're specifically telling him to come with you. No, no, you're saying that. Okay. All right. What what is it that you handed me again? Uh, it is. Let me look at my my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> it is a forty five auto loader. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. So um, I'm going to inform uh, Crowley to quietly as possible get a distance away. We don't need to. We don't need to tip our hand far enough that you're baying at everything. <laughs> I'm 
this is a good dog. <laughs> tell, tell, the dog, tell the dog to find somewhere away so if he has to howl, it doesn't sound like it's right next to you. Yeah, that, and I also kind of don't want to tip my hand about the demon dog to anyone who doesn't know already. <laughs> it is primarily a party, um, a group-motivated... They're not operating with that information, so... Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although, Wherever as... the the person that I may soon have to kill, depending on her answers to my questions, is going. <laughs> so, uh, as far as I know, oh, um, he starts really, where is Astrid currently? She is downstairs currently. Somebody go get the murder bot. <laughs> I'll go um, find her. <laughs> Jonas says. Because we need everybody in position before we throw ourselves directly in front of the monster's way. Yeah. Paul, right Paul says, whispers back loudly, I'm going to stay here and continue to be strategic. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> How long does aggravated damage take to heal? A while. Oh, about a week. <laughs> cool. Um, so I can cast like four more fireballs before I am taking a lot of penalties for having <laughs> that said the the Malleus Maleficarum who have the hands of St. Luke can attempt to help you with that but yeah. it is not a guarantee not right now yeah um, but so Astrid Jonas comes down into the basement where you've got your uh, your tied up um, friend and says um we may have a couple of pale fanged uglies coming around and uh, they're sweeping the neighborhood. We don't think, well, they, if they're looking for us, they don't know we're here yet, but we're trying to, we're trying to get in position. All right. She will grab her two hand axes at either side and follow him up. All right. And so Jonas, Jonas returns into the, into the, the, the ground floor area where, where um, Paul is at. All right. Uh, and looks over at um, Nina and Drew. You two run in social interference. We are, going to, we are going to talk and draw their attention. And then you are going to shoot them a lot. And we are going to run and get out of the way. And Paul, uh, and what, as, as you do that, he sort of looks, uh, he looks, sort of looks around. They're fanning out. If we can do this smart, we might be able to catch them while they're split. So, good luck. Whatever gets us least dead. <laughs> I can get behind that approach. All right, let's go. And just start walking for the door. All right, so you head out the door. Yep. And into the, into the admittedly somewhat frigid uh, evening air. Uh, and you sort of walk around the side of the house towards where the um, the group of individuals had fanned out from their truck, and you see that there's still one person sort of sitting on the sidebar, sort of shouting and directing orders to people who are rapidly disappearing around alleyways and around corners in this neighborhood, sort of fanning out and trying to search different alleys and, and houses and streets. So nobody came directly around my corner towards me. Uh, which you were hiding around the, the corner of the front door, right? Yeah, basically, if you come out the if you come out the front door and head directly towards the truck, I stopped at the first corner and got down. Yeah, no one came. 
Uh, go ahead and roll me a dexterity and stealth just to see whether or not anyone. <laughs> this is where this is where this is where we go to shit. Okay. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> Why are you smashing that bush like you're in a fist fight with it? Shamiting. Three successes. Hey. So. Ooh. No one came close enough that you could make an easy grab for them, but it doesn't look like anybody spotted you as they fanned out. I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. So, what what does homie Whitey look like? Uh, So the the individual that is still sort of sitting shouting orders as you get past the glare, you can see, is sort of the icon of the good old boy who's never had to work a day in his life amazing so he's got the he's got the sort of the long sleeved flannel red and black flannel button-up shirt that is very perfectly pressed and tucked into his very large oversized belt with the giant metallic belt buckle the perfectly (laughs) clean dark blue denim jeans the giant high very elegant looking very like embroidered cowboy boots with the over-fashioned loud spurs that do nothing useful. Um, <laughs> the very hand-tooled leather uh, gun holster with his very fancy silver revolver and the brightest, perfectly clean white cowboy hat. All right. And then the the sort of <laughs> shoulder-length uh, sandy blonde hair and perfectly clean-shaven. All right, so walk around the corner. Hey, Dime Store Cowboy. (laughs) I help you with something? He sort of turns and looks and sort of sees you, takes a second look, tips his hat. Sorry to bother you, ma'am. We're just sort of fanning through the neighborhood looking for one of our own who's managed to get a little bit lost. Right. Well, um... Can you describe him for me? Maybe I've seen him. Uh, it's uh, her, actually. She's uh, about 16, short black hair, uh, bit of a rebel look, kind of punk girl looking around. Uh, she disappeared around here, want to say, last night, day before. And this was the last place we figured that. That, that does, does not match not anything. Fit any description yeah, of anything. it is not the description of the of the vampire that you have. Oh in your... no, because the vampire we have is a guy it's first a guy. of all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which immediately ticks in your head. Either these guys don't know or don't oh, for... care that one of their own has disappeared. Um. Yeah. Are we? <laughs> um. Can't say I've seen anybody who looks like that. What about you, dear? Uh, no, afraid not. Afraid not. <laughs> <laughs> well, Can, if y'all, does she have friends? Nina says here? to Drew, who is legally fucking blind. Have you seen him? <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, don't necessarily uh, know that. That's fair. The potential. Uh, issues. I do probably have my cane out, 
So, <laughs> distinctly visible disability, even if you aren't looking directly at my eyes. I mean, uh, legit, that would not change what she said. No, uh, no, I, I, I fully gather that. However, for the audience's context, this character has a presence of one and a manipulation of one, and one dot of subterfuge. So, uh, the best person to bring with you on a persuasion op. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we just met. She hasn't yeah. had time to assess skills yet. Um, so, is, does she live around here? Like, what makes you think she disappeared around here? Well, go ahead and roll me a. Let's see. You're not exactly lying to them yet. You're just trying to pump them for information. Correct. So you want to make this a socialize? Okay. Uh, manipulation socialize? Sure. Okay. Not manipulation persuasion? You're not trying to convince them to do anything yet. You're just I, trying to get information out of it. I'd rather have socialize. Fair enough. <laughs> do you it's, get any more in the chit-chat? That's not that great. That's uh, not actually. Great. Yeah, that's correct. Go ahead and roll again and add an extra. Oh. We'll say an extra. We'll say an extra one die, just okay. because. Um... That's slightly better. <laughs> one success as opposed to zero successes. I like those odds. Uh, well, she wouldn't normally have plenty of friends. She typically was. Uh, Less social girl. She typically stayed around the plantation. Uh, last last we saw, the vehicle she had was seen somewhere around here. We'll see if we can try and find it around, maybe figure out where she ended up. Oh, this motherfucker said plantation out loud? Yeah. Can Eamon hear from where he's hiding? You're not that far, so probably. Okay. Um. <laughs> cool. <laughs> He's going to cast Shepherd's Blessing on himself. Two successes. All right. Let me, let me, let me see if Shepherd's Blessing actually works on non-mortals. Just for, for my clarification, is it daylight out? Uh, no, it's um probably... Uh, late night, nearing midnight. Yeah, because we just came from... So Eamon stands up and very quietly just starts murmuring under his breath. <laughs> Blessed Mary, if Mother of Saints, preserve us. Blind the eyes of the wicked. Blessed Mary, Mother of Saints, preserve us. Blind the eyes of the wicked. And he just keeps murmuring that over and over as he makes a step out. <laughs> and he's just going to try and walk up very plainly behind this guy. Let's see. Uh, is there any defense against that, or is it just as long um, as... So if he's a supernatural creature, or if he's a mortal actively looking for trouble, like a patrolling cop or a private guard, he's allowed to make a wits and composure. I can test it with my wits plus stealth plus benediction. All right, go ahead and roll me your wits plus stealth plus benediction. Okay. We can spot you. To be clear, just to refresh my... Is there... Other than our assumptions based on the situation and the, the just now mention of plantation, is there any indication that these are actually supernatural and creatures? Um, 
Like, was there anything that indicated to us? Um, He's a little pale, especially for a Southern boy. You would expect him to have quite the farmer's tan, especially if he's remotely Southern, but he's like milky white, um, which is a bit of an indication. But he also looks like he picked up his clothing uh, at a Ross dress for less just before (laughs) coming here. I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) On behalf of, of, Speaking on behalf of Jack and me, I don't know that we want to make any assumptions about people based on just being really pale. <laughs> right? Thank you. But um, you can go ahead and roll me a, uh, because you've been talking to him for a minute here, you can go ahead and roll me a uh, wits and composure. Okay. I get that as well? Absolutely. That will be visual, though, so you will okay. be. Fair enough. Three successes. Nice. Is he not breathing? <laughs> Damn, Drew! Yeah, Holy guy. balls, Drew! So, Drew, you're you're sort of very keyed in to the to compensating in conversation for things you need to pick up when you can't see as well, mm-hmm. and you definitely can't hear any of the pauses that someone would normally need to take to breathe in conversation. And Nina, he's trying real hard with the way that he speaks to hide it, but he's just got too much of a drawl to hide those fangs. You dumb motherfucker. You've got him out? No. He doesn't say that. That is internal thought. Yeah, the the fangs are... He's he's got them ready. He's he's trying to hide them with the way that he speaks, but he's way too Southern. His mouth opens way too much. Fair enough. So, anyway, so... uh, Okay, I... Like I said, I haven't seen her around here anywhere. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's very possible that she could have just passed through. Um, You know what? Can I ask you a question? Because this is bothering me. This is legitimately bugging me. Um, What's the matter? Why rebel yell? <laughs> you know, you know that's not like you aware of what that song is, right? It's a uh... it's a new wave song written by an Englishman about whiskey that he saw the Rolling Stones drinking. For fuck's sake, <laughs> it has nothing to do with what I think you're assuming it has to do with. Roll me a presence and expression real quick. Okay. I would love his response. This is going... Okay, I realize this is stretching it very far, but would a specialization for songwriting apply? Yes! (laughs) I would love his his response to be along the lines of, now, just because I'm a humble country vampire... (laughs) (laughs) That's two successes. Appreciate the English new wave. <laughs> like why not? Why not the classics? Why not sk- 
Skinner. Right. Why I was not? Say. Why not? You know, fucking. Why not Willie Nelson? I mean, why not uh, anything? You can even fucking get away with credence if you wanted credence. to. Credence. So <laughs> hell, I would accept Creed over <laughs> Billy Idol. So. <laughs> Your 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 like complete change of subject and the <laughs> vehemence with which you approach this topic has put him on the back foot, like completely off of his guard, and so he, he the only response that he can sort of mumble and stutter up is, I mean, we had Skinner playing on the way over, <laughs> which puts him on the back foot right about at the moment when Eamon gets right behind him. I was gonna say. And now, which is I when like to say the I'm kukri sorry. comes out and just he, we he goes for basically a Nelson, but with a blade at the throat rather than the forearm. <laughs> I don't know. Your musical tastes being what they are, let's try and keep things a bit more on the calm side for a moment. So go ahead and roll me. Let me see. Uh, that will be, we'll say, strength and weaponry. Okay. Because you're you're applying this hold with a sword or with a knife. Could could I argue for a bonus for him, given how distracted? The- oh yes. Uh, add. <laughs> this guy's so ruined. Add two extra dice. Okay. <laughs> so as a weapon roll, that would be two damage, but basically two successes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you've got the knife up to his throat and pressed against as he suddenly realizes that there was someone there who he could not have seen, despite the fact that they were muttering prayers. (laughs) God, that's the best spell ever. Oh, the benedictions, the benedictions. And you see, you see his hand kind of jut immediately down towards the holster, but he realizes where he's at and what position he's in. And so it stops, like it's sort of hovering about an inch or two away from the gun. <laughs> uh, Dana, my friend, would you be kind enough to lighten the fella's load a bit? We don't want him to get overly tired or excitable, hmm? With a head jerk towards the gun. Yep. I would be more than happy to, since I just gave mine to a one-eyed man. Um, <laughs> which gives, which, which gets you a look from Eamon, but he doesn't say anything. Just <laughs> you what night? <laughs> so, we'll, I'll explain later. Um, yeah, walk up, grab the gun. Oh, that's what a kind fancy of gun model. It? It's a Freedom Arms Model Eighty Three. What does that mean? It's okay. a four damage revolver. Okay. <laughs> it's only got a five capacity. It's a five shot revolver. Weird. It's going to type revolver, gun, four, and I'll put the rest in later. Sweet. Yeah. It's page, nice. 60, page 62 has the revolver listing. It is the Freedom Arms Model 83, which is a four resource cost revolver. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a fancy ass gun that there is. Hmm. Yep. It's, it's all fancily engraved, and it's got like the gold inlay on the silver on the silver bodywork. 
please. I look I, I look at the vampire and say, by the way, don't get any thoughts about the fact that it's a one-eyed person holding the gun because uh, we haven't made real good friends yet. And he's equally likely to try and shoot me and then accidentally shoot you. So one way or the other, you would probably get shot. I, nobody knew I was there yet, did they? No. Nobody knows <laughs> you're, Nobody knows where you are yet. <laughs> <laughs> so Paul swears quietly under his breath. I'm thinking we have him call all of his friends back from terrorizing the neighborhood. Looking at Eamon. Hey, this this sounds like a reasonably advisable. This I plan needs third step. I need to roll something real quick for Sean. Profit. An actual, actual foot. That's After fair. you call him back and... Um, no, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um... So, so... Uh, no, that's not me. I'm not trying to roll initiative for Sean. Go away. Where, where is Astrid again at this point? Downstairs, babysitting our prisoner. Okay. So she she went upstairs with yeah. Jonas. So, oh, okay. So as you guys are having this conversation, you just sort of hear from from over your shoulder, "Hey, boss!" And then just the faintest snap. <laughs> As the vampire that was returning to report starts to talk and then falls over. Just like head turns to mist. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What's yep, that's how that goes. Yep. So there's just a brief pause that happens. Okay. So I'm being rude. What's your name? Uh, and he seems to have lost all of his words as he just watched his backup get misted. All right, we're just going to call you Billy for now. Is, is, how, how loud? <laughs> the, the gunshot was definitely a crack, but it, it was muffled to the point that it sounded like someone hitting a tin can with a hammer as opposed to a black powder charge going off. Okay, I'm 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 just I'm wondering, and I'm putting this in your hands as the storyteller. But um, do you need Paul to roll to see if he thinks anybody's under fire and would start opening fire? Well, you have a, you have a decent view of what's going on. Okay, so you would have seen the second vampire emerge and then just missed. Okay, fair enough. And you notice that the gunshot came from a rooftop level roughly and from a building or two over. So it seems like not only did Sean go upstairs, he also got on the roof and hopped a building. Okay, great. So Billy, let me ask you something. How many of your friends are, let's just say, melatonally challenged? Uh... What? <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. How many of you still have a pulse? Ah! Uh-huh. <clears throat> About that. Uh, none of the folks that are here. And, uh, 
Uh, we Colleen you're looking for. She uh, also a bit more challenged in the heartbeat area. No, not her. She's something else. And uh, I hate to tell you this, but even killing me won't stop us from looking for her. And if they find out that you did that, Colonel's not going to be happy. Oh, the Colonel's not going to be happy with us soon anyways. <laughs> and uh, the young lady in question, is she uh, also the sort of individual that the majority of the population of Atlanta would be concerned about her being extant in their neighborhoods? Is she a bit of a threat by any chance? Don... Hmm? Who's, uh, that depends on whether you're on her bad side or not. Who is she and what is she? Nobody knows. Um, her name's Colleen and, uh... (laughs) Got it in one! (laughs) And, uh, she's a bit of an anomaly. That's about all that I have for information on the matter. All I know is the colonel wanted her back in now. And you, your more general intention. The colonel seems to believe that she is the key to finding the Crimson Veil. Awesome. More general than that. I mean, retrieving her and going home? If you're asking for right now. What's the Crimson Veil? Go ahead and roll me an. Um, would it help if I pointed his new fancy gun at his crotch? Oh, it definitely would. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll me. You're not saying things that are threatening. You're just being threatening by force of the situation he's in. Yes. Presence? So I would say this could be presence. Okay. And intimidation plus he's in a real bad situation plus three. Okay. Nope, that's wits. That's not presence. No, not wits plus presence. Presence plus intimidation. Plus three. All of that and one success. Damn. Wow, and a lot of ones in there, too. A lot of ones in there, but a success is a success. Um, let's just say the Crimson Veil is supposed to be the um, the solution to the vampire's most pressing problem. Let's, I mean, let's just say it in clearer, less hinty words. Otherwise, uh, those are real nice pants that you just bought, and I'm going to hate to bloodstain them. Actually, will I? I'm not I'm not honestly sure. Like, if, if I shoot your left out. ball off, are I'd you actually going to bleed, or has your body used up all of the that, that you've taken? I'd honestly rather not find out. Then, then start answering a little more, 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 more openly, straightly, succinctly, and to the point. Hey, come on here, lad. We talking sunlight. We talking blood. We that talking one. what? 
your first one. Sunlight. Yeah, all right. So they get a fancy little red hat, and then they can walk around out in the sunlight. Next thing you know, they'll be calling themselves cardinals and trying to elect the next pope. <laughs> According to the colonel, the Crimson Veil should help us master the weakness of sunlight and let us walk in the day. And the, the, as to your other eccentricities, you, is it fair to say that you don't avoid them? If you're talking about needing blood to survive, um, we got to feed to live. And Can I make a roll to see if that if I've heard anything about, I mean, we've heard the Crimson Veil term, but can I make a roll to see if, if the whole surviving in sunlight thing trips any memories? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll me intelligence and occult. Okay. I get a one from my, well, no, I guess vampires are, would be outside my specialty. Oh, three success. Nice. So sunlight being one of the known weaknesses of vampires, it makes an amount of sense that there would be some amount of legend or myth or stories of something that would allow a vampire to overcome that weakness, whether it be to blot out the sun or to grant a vampire immunity to its effects or who knows what have you, the rare philosopher's stone or whatever might be the random cure-all to allow vampires to walk through the day. The Crimson Veil sounds appropriate as a name for something like that. You don't think it would be an article of clothing just based on the terminology. You think it would probably be something more widespread like lot the sun out so vampires can walk in the day style of thing. Oh boy, okay. Item. Sort of a Highlander quickening situation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, which for those, for the three of you, um, uh, Astrid, Jonas, and, um, Paul, who are in the living room, go ahead and roll me a wits of composure while I do one for Jonas as well. One success. Um, so, Paul and Astrid, you both hear something, and Jonas does seem, seems to as well. Um, and the three of you sort of look over your shoulder as you spot a teenage girl, roughly like mid-teens, maybe 15, maybe 16, um, with sort of short pixie cut black hair and uh, a sort of a, a black uh, long sleeve hoodie with sort of like thumb holes that are that her that her thumbs are currently through with sort of like a, a metal band t-shirt and torn jeans um, with like heavy like gothic mascara and a single like lip piercing on the right side 
who is kind of like in the middle of a crouch, like she's trying not to be spotted. And you turn and look, and she's just like, "I'm not here." Um, she and she's in the house. Yes. Okay. You didn't hear any doors opening. You didn't hear her coming into the room. She's just in the middle of the living room, sort of like crouching near one of the one of the sofas. And as soon as you as soon as she realizes you spotted her, she's just like. All right. Is there a is there a closet or a, um, anything in here that she could get into or under or hide behind? Uh, she's trying to. She's currently trying to crouch behind one of the sofas, but there there is definitely like a wall closet that you, you could probably tell her to hide into if you wanted to. Um, Paul Paul will nod to her and then point at the closet. She sort of sees where you're pointing, looks back at you, nods, and then goes over and opens the closet and hides in it. Okay. Very Halloween-esque. Now, can we tell if she's human? I mean, she's definitely looks normal in, at least to a, a first glance, so. Okay. Like, she's, we can tell she's breathing. That's not something you could tell at just a look. Like, you'd have to inspect closely or be talking to her for a bit. And she was across the room and then went into the closet, so you couldn't tell immediately. But there wasn't anything obvious. Okay. Um, Paul would get his, um, will fish his phone out, um, and, and will text to the group, uh, bedtime kids, time to send your friends home. Oh, hold on just a second. Still keeping the gun pointed. Pulls out phone. All right. Um, Billy, this has been a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, we've got to take off and you can't be here. So what I want you to do is call all of your friends back. Uh, okay. I'm kind of going to need at least one hand for that. That's fine. Aaron, give it a get. Let Billy have one of his hands. Fair enough. And so he sort of reaches up to his to his mouth and puts puts two fingers in and horse whistles. As that sort of happening, I am gonna head back to. Yeah. And as the as the body of the vampire that got shot like not but half a minute ago begins to decay sort of in the background the group of you just faintly hear this low keening that wasn't creepy at all um (laughs) Amy you want to have your you I, I, I think it's time for, for, for you and your, your dear sibling to have a little fun. As, Fair enough. I, 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 as our boys come back. And inside, uh, Jonas hears the whistle, sees the group conversation beginning to wrap up. Well, Astrid, I think it's about to be showtime. All right. Um, 
Paul will, well, based on what I know, um, would, would I have any reason to think that if I say something quietly in this room um, that any of our friends outside could hear us? Go to players. Uh, if you say it quietly enough, the room should muffle it. Okay. Um, then uh, then Paul will say, hey, um, to our new friend in the closet, things are going to get a little bit loud. We're going to make sure that uh, the search party outside is all gone. Just sit tight and we'll help you get out of here after, okay? Knock once for yes, twice for no. It's a single knock. Okay. I just don't want anybody panicking when gunshots erupt. And Nina is going to to just take a step be to where Billy is sort of just in front. She's sort of sort of off to the other side. The the that Amen is so that. Her, her her new favorite gun in the whole wide world is is concealed by Billy's body. Mm-hmm. As a note for Nina, you do there is a minimum strength requirement of four to wield that gun. I mean, she doesn't plan on she doesn't plan on using it much here. <laughs> okay. But I don't think it's going to require. I think there might be extenuating circumstances to her plan that as soon as everybody's within sight, just pressing the barrel to the back of to the back of Billy's head and pulling the trigger. That's probably fair. Hmm. All right. Well. <sighs> So, as the as the vampires begin to converge on the location, just to get an initial layout of how this is going to shake down, because just to keep everything in order, because it's got to be a lot of stuff happening at once. <laughs> yep, it's going to freak so bad. Uh, let's go ahead and roll some initiative. Okay. Doofa doofa. One d ten plus six. Nine. Would like to... Eleven. Set your initiatives up. Where Where is that on the sheets again? If you just... Uh, at the very top of where the, the die roller is... Oh my gosh, it's a giant initiative. thing that says roll. Yeah, right. Like, it, sorry. It, it took me a long time to notice that as well when I started playing with these character sheets. I'm <laughs> I mean, sorry. as big as it is... Because it's not that it's designed poorly. That is a big... Oh. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It, 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 it's perfect where it's where, in that it's the big thing. It's just because okay. it is above the die image, your mind doesn't look there. Right, because that just means it's a header. Okay. Oh, wow, you got her moving so slow. I, see, I, I clicked the dice first. Sorry about that. No worries. And, and I guess I should have added one to it. Because I have that. Um, oh the- yeah, you had you had the, you had the automatically. It added one. Oh, it did. Okay, great. Yep. Cool. Yep, you're right. It did. I see it now. And then right. Sean also needs to roll his initiative. And for for sake of ease i'm just going to go in just to just to keep it simple because we have a lot of players 
I'm gonna just gonna go in order of when your turn comes up, do your thing. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Rather than going through the the planning and then executing cycle. Thank yeah. you. Um, by the way, if you could turn on names for everyone, that'd be super helpful because the twins yes. look pretty similar. They do look exactly yeah. the same. They are indeed twins. True that. This is where we learn that Eamon has been slightly vertically compressed at some point in his life. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Mm. Look, I can't help it if I've got bad ankles. <laughs> Had a really heavy vampire land on me one time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Eamon, you add 11. 11. Uh, so Drew, uh, you and Sean. Oh, sorry. Since I'm since I'm running Sean, you can choose whether you would like to go before or after Sean. I'm gonna let the murderbot go first. All right. So Sean, from his position on a rooftop, watching all this action go down, um, will convene. Will will spot the one who has the shotgun and sort of single them out as a prime suspect and is just going to see what he can do about that person. Their defense doesn't apply because they're too far away and they're not actually, they're not a celerity vampire, so. But for some reason, it has decided it doesn't want to scroll anymore. Oh well. Plus his specialization. Nope, not four extra, come on. Didn't roll anyway, good. Come on. Accidentally rolling initiative. <laughs> this is what happens when a sniper's doing his job. Yes, it is. That's my brother. So you you hear another one of those noises of a of of someone hitting a tin can with a hammer, and you don't see the body because it hadn't gotten to you yet. But you can assume that someone is either injured or dead. Actually, you can assume someone's dead. At least Drew can because you hear another howl. <laughs> is it closer than before, or is it the howl? Yeah. Same distance. Okay. What the actual fuck? There are werewolves in the area. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Those two statements are quite the definition of mutually exclusive, Drew. <laughs> I didn't actually say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, your, it's your turn as... Two more of the of the vampire crew are beginning to round the corners as as the the whistle to return has been sounded. All right, from that text, do I have any idea where we're actually meeting or going from here? No, it just said time to wrap things up. Okay. 
time I it just time to send send your friends home. Paul wasn't thinking that we were gonna be leaving immediately, just getting rid of the vampires. I mean they are going home, they're going into the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm just gonna try and get the at least the cover of the house, preferably inside of it. Alright, yeah. Um if you if you'd like to spend your entire turn moving, you can get inside the house. But if you want to move and then still do an action, you can just take cover around one of the corners. Yeah, I, I'm getting inside the house because I'm I'm more useful in there theoretically. All right. Yeah. So you you sort of turn and give Nina a quick nod and dash into the house. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that will bring it to Mr. Spanner. All right. Um, is there anyone who is not standing near anyone on my side? Um, one of the, both of the vampires that just sort of rounded the corner around the house uh, are probably about five or six feet away from anyone in particular. Okay. Yeah, he's just going to open fire there. All right. Um, and let's see. If you're if your brother's one for one, Eamon, there should only be five left counting the one that you've got a knife around. Okay. What's uh what's the damage on, on that one? Jeremy, on the forty five auto loader? The forty five auto yeah. loader is three, I believe. Okay. Yes, I wanna say. Yeah, the gun the gun that Nina gave Paul with the forty five auto loader, yeah. the freedom arm of the one that Nina took off the vampire. Uh, and I'm at a, let's see, at what's, what's my range penalty? Uh, it's 30, 60, 120 is the range increments. Okay. Um, you are, if you're just going out the window at them, you are within about 30 feet of them. Yeah. Okay. So, so, range. so no, no penalty. Nah. Um, and I'm asking because I, I'm not sure if Paul would know, but I know that I certainly don't know. Um, would it be better to break the window first or sh simply shoot through the window? Um, shooting through the window will definitely guarantee a lot more noise. Okay. Um, That's probably what we, well. You can also just open the window. It's not yeah, like. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pop the window open then, and then because you you do, you do know you're borrowing this house from Nina's friends, and I think they yeah. might object to Please shattered glass windows. Please do not ruin my friends. Home. Okay, all right, uh, yeah, but Paul will, and and again, he's wearing gloves because we're not in his in his house. Um, he's gonna open the window and then open fire on on I guess the closest of those two that just came around the corner. So very 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 British and polite, just sort of flick lift. Rest the gun. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, two hit for yep, two damage. So, so one of the, one of the one of the vampires coming around the corner to see what was up with their with their boss giving the giving the call back, sort of starts to come up and then tack, stumbles as a bullet catches them in the gut. All right. Uh, Paul does not say anything. He's staying quiet where he is. I know I just fired a pistol out a window, but <laughs> as, as quiet as one can be after. Yeah. Years, so. so that brings us to Jonas and Eamon. Eamon, you can choose whether you would like to go first or whether you want Jonas to go first. Um, 
we'll let Jonas go first. Hmm. All right. Uh, so Jonas. If we're sending him home, he's actually going to Yes, okay. Uh, so not in the text. There was no indication given in the text. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that that's I think the the I think it's funnier that way. I will point out out of character that Paul absolutely meant just get rid of them, tell them to go away. (laughs) He's making mental notes with this group that he needs to be more precise in his expressions. I haven't put this one on his character sheet yet, so I have to do this manually. His dexterity and his firearms and then the damage of the gun with nine against okay he's thinking to himself that was not a euphemism I literally meant send them home (laughs) well too bad Well, he's not I mean, we, right, and we we did have that conversation earlier about how we're pretty much fine with just killing vampires. Yeah, yeah. there, yeah, that if that becomes a conversation, there will be there will be arguments made. So the um, Jonas sort of slides the door open on the on the the sort of the door to the side yard, um, and sort of leans and rolls out of the side and pulls out from under the back of his shirt that in sort of a, a hidden holster under under his under his jacket a, a sawn off double barreled shotgun and just leans out the side and opens one of the barrels up and the one that Paul had already shot just falls in a hail of in a hail of 12 gauge so how many is that yep. down now that is 3 Three. down out of 7 out of 7 okay so normally for targeted attacks and the like you know you take a significant penalty because you're trying to hit a specified my kukri knife is already against his throat can i just yeah, kind because, of yeah because put you're a knee in time, his back and yeah because you've taken the time to set it up you can make a called shot to the head without having a called shot penalty okay um, and just because I want to make sure of this and I've got it a bit to spare, I will spend one willpower because, nice. yep. All right. Strength and weaponry. It's a kukri. So that one's nine again. I want to say, cause it's a, cause I'm trying to cut an actual piece off of an actual humanoid. And... Okay. Yeah. I will say his defense applies because Okay, what's his defense currently? Uh, that will be he's a little bit harder to hit three. Okay, so it's just a clean wash with the willpower then. Yep. Roll. <laughs> Come on. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna keep doing this until. There, there we go. <laughs> <Jesus>. My God. <laughs> so, Amen just kind of 
slips another hand up and leans him hard into the blade. So you're, you're a little more familiar because you've been, you've been running this combat longer than I have. What are the specific effects of a cold shot to the head? Uh, basically, I have decapitated him yes. there pretty much. Yeah. With six damage to the neck, I that, think. That's can... decapitation, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, especially because that he was supposed to be a little tougher than most of them, but <laughs> yeah, no. The um, You sort of you, you've got you've got the kukri to his head, and the kukri's a curved blade, and yeah. so it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to lean into. So you just sort of you're leaned up against the against the truck. You just mm-hmm. sort of twist your torso and get a little bit of spin on it, and slam his body into the truck and let mm-hmm. the momentum carry it forward. Yep. And so he just sort of his torso and his and his face both hit the truck. With the intervening space being occupied by the kukri, right? <laughs> Basically, what I was going for. And so both of them just kind of slide to the ground with your kukri coming away with just a little bit of the blood that was left in his body coating it. And we shake that off and duck down just in case anybody's coming around the corner. Hmm. He did not have a chance. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Don't be racist vampires. That's the moral of the story. Okay, so you're it's fortunate that none of the none of the people in this party were notably people of color because then I would have had to be significantly worse in his attitude. Yep. I mean he got what was coming to him. <laughs> Uh, Astrid and Nina, you you two can decide who wants to go first. Uh, You can go ahead. My plan is not combative. Okay. Um, Can I see anyone from like I'm uh, of the group that was approaching? There is one more who is not dead right now. Okay. Um, So with her uh, axes in both hands, she's gonna just uh, jump out the window and go after that one. Do you bother to open the window first? It was already... Oh, you're going to get the, the one that, 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 that yeah. Paul opened? Okay, yeah, the cool. one that Paul opened. Alright. Yeah, you just sort of dive out the window and run straight for them. Go ahead and give me um, your weaponry attack with your hand axes. And I see you have the you have the dual wielding style, don't you? I... Or were you building up towards that one and didn't have it yet? Let me check. I can't remember. Darkness, merits, physical merits, combat style. I was going to say, I think you have to have at least two dots into it before your attacks actually get significantly changed. Uh, you also, need, you also didn't, ha- didn't quite have enough dexterity for it yet, was the thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, just go ahead and make me your axe attack. Okay. Um, with his defensive two. Wait, I did not do that right. Here, um, let me set it up for you. It'll be attack roll, strength and weaponry, with the axe, and there you go. Should we set it for you? And then it'll be minus two. Minus two? Yeah, unless you'd like to spend willpower or anything. 
I, um, I, like I will spend a willpower. Thing. All right, so if you spend a willpower, it'll be a plus one. Yeah. Nice. Okay, four damage. Yep. Um, didn't you have an axe specialization? Or did you not buy specializations? I don't remember. I know that it's not on your character sheet yet, but I don't remember. I, going over that. I don't think I bought specializations. Okay, yeah, never mind then. Um, so yeah, so you sort of rolling out the window and rushing up towards this individual. You bring the axe around and bury it into his chest, and he sort of recoils from the blow. Not quite dead, but definitely severely injured. Um, which then brings it to Nina. What do you got? Mm. Sorry, I should have known. Um, so Nina's plan is we are right up against that pickup truck, right? Yep. She is going around to the driver's side door, opening up, getting inside, and to somewhat mask the sound of whatever else might go on in the next oh, no. six seconds. <laughs> fucking cranking up Billy Idol as high as this this sound system will allow. Alright, so you, you, st- you step in and you see the keys are still in the ignition. They just turned the vehicle off. Beautiful. Um, and they still have someone's cell phone with their Spotify up sitting in, sitting in the dash. <laughs> you fucking bullshit rednecks. Oh. <laughs> I, I ask this knowing that there absolutely is, and someone may tweet it at me later. You think that there's a Spotify playlist that's just like racism songs? Oh, probably. Absolutely. 100%. Good lord. Um, that's fine crank it up and just because she is she's gonna be no good with with this gun currently and just starts doing a drum on 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 the on the fucking steering wheel so just like just at maximum volume blasting across the neighborhood just in the midnight hour she cried Okay, so two two things. Yes, there are definitely playlists on Spotify, and two, I'm probably on a watch list now. So. <laughs> it's okay. You're a so role. Glory, probably on more. I'm a political science student that necessitates researching a lot of things the government doesn't want you to do. I was going to say, you are a role player. Odds are things you have Googled have already put you on all the watch lists. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. How fast does corpse decay? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Writers and role players. Yep. I am in both. Yep. <laughs> Faster to dispose of body in tar pit or foundry. <laughs> Advice? Question mark. So the uh, the bike traps hard to escape. <laughs> but yeah. That brings it to the vampire's turn. She had her fun talking. Now everybody else gets to have their fun killing. The the, uh, the vampire's turn comes up, and now curious why the music is blasting at maximum volume, which is real loud because this has a pretty advanced sound system. Bullshit rednecks! <laughs> <laughs> 
They clearly moved into town for the purposes of following a guy named the Colonel on their vampire quest. <laughs> Holy shit, what if the Colonel is actually Richard Spencer? <laughs> I swear to God, if I find one Tupac song on this playlist. <laughs> None of that. They're racist, remember. I know I know of plenty of racists who are huge hip hop fans. That's fair. <laughs> but uh as the music is blasting and they're curious what's going on with the music. Um the the the, the two remaining vampires who are not accounted for around the corner, as the one vampire who was on the scene tries to attack Astrid, because Astrid was the one that buried an axe into their chest. Uh, so that what's your defense? Two. Two? Alright. So he's gonna use his claws because he does have those. Fucking gangrels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you mean awesome clan that is gangrel. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing vampires. One of yeah. best clans. Uh-huh. So he minus two. I'm sorry. You didn't say Malkavian. You're we correct. We one of There are no other good ones. That's zero <laughs> successes with his, with his dice. So good. He, he reaches out and tries to claw at you, but you just kind of keep him at arm's length with the axe and he's clawing at your face. So he just kind of swipes uselessly in front of you. <laughs> Uh, which then brings it the other two have spent their turn running and one of them pulls a gun that he actually had concealed Uh, so he does get to take a shot as he turns and tries to shoot at Eamon because Eamon um, uh, took out their boss I have a bulletproof vest Mm. you do uh, what does the armor do for you? What's the what's the reduction on that? Uh, re- reduction is three, and it turns anything that I do sustain into bashing damage. Okay. So that'll be his roll. One bashing damage. <laughs> One bashing. <laughs> As the he he runs around the corner and just pull, pulls this this sort of cattleman revolver and fires it, but it hits you dead center in the in the bullet in the plate. Vest. Yeah, so <laughs> just it feels like he got punched in the punched in the chest. <laughs> so then brings it back around to the top. Drew and Sean. Drew, you have a preference for ruling first or second? Sean can go. All right. Uh, well, Sean, one of them just took a shot at his brother. And he's one of the three that are left, one of whom is already super injured. So Sean is just going <laughs> to... Hot damn, son. I didn't even add a specialization to that one. So the, the one that came in and fired... Uh, Eamon, you turn and look at him just getting ready to bring your cookery to bear and then his head just thumb up in the air (laughs) (laughs) back down Drew, what you gonna do? Um, so it takes a turn to pull it out but I'm going to Anyone who's still in there, in the house, which 
since some of them went up to the second floor, I don't know if that's anyone anymore. Uh, well, see, Drew sort of and a click from the uh, walking stick, pull out a sword from it and just wait by the door. So I have concerns. Which would be Paul would be the one who uh, would be able to see that one right now. Yeah. Because Jonas is currently leaning out the door and Astrid is out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll eat. Are there any other entrances aside from the door and the window that people are occupying? Uh, so there's the front door and then there's a side door and a back door. Jonas is leaning out the side door. All right. So I'm going to stand by the front door. I'm watching, but to potentially stab anyone who decides breaking it down is a smart plan. All right. It is the action to take out the lethal. Yeah. Part. Yeah. So take up, take up spot by the door. We'll see if any of them yeah. survive to attempt that. <laughs> then they'd have to break down a door because I think it, I locked it. Yeah, you locked it on your way in. So, <laughs> nice. um, so that brings it to Paul. What are you up to? Uh, are there, is it anybody who's outside and not directly engaged with someone else? Because he's not going to try to take uh, a shot. There is one who is still alive and not engaged at the moment. Is it the, it's not the one that tried to take the shot. Sean just killed that. No, one. that one's dead. There were two more that, that showed up, one of which was able to take a shot and was then immediately eliminated. Okay. I mean, we don't know for sure. They could have taken their ring off before they went on their murder spree. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right. Yeah. Then, then I'll, I'll take a shot at that other one. I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to, to risk anybody who's engaged in, in melee. <laughs> Jeremy. So let's see. Okay. Same, same range. Yep. So I'm just, I'm taking a negative one because it's a strength. Because, because of your one eye. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That, that applies to range uh, d difficulty. So if it's within 30, I don't take a, a penalty okay. range. I'm taking a negative one because Paul's strength is one and it's a strength three gun. Ah, I see. Uh, zero success. That's, that's about right. <laughs> so this, this, the second time you're still trying to deal with the recoil of the gun and it's real heavy. And so your gun, your your gun arm is especially because you're trying to lean out a window and fire, the the it's just off wide, just a. I'm 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 curious. I got a um, I I I got a negative two weapon penalty on this roll that I didn't on the last one. Is that something that should have been applied last uh, time? Oh, that's probably the automatic for your strength not being. That's the auto, not yeah. being sufficient. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. Then I so try then I, try that again without the modifier. I doubled down on my penalties. Yeah. So try that again without the without the negative automatically included. Is it is it a negative for each one? On yeah. yeah. Negative for <laughs> each one below. Your, the strength require. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now yeah, roll just, it. Now 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 roll it until it accepts it. Yeah, because oh, it didn't roll anything. The the attack rolls occasionally will just say a thing and not actually roll any dice, so sometimes you have to keep rolling them. Okay. Character sheets. <laughs> no. Try it again. Didn't like that one either. There we go. There, there you go. go. Hey, two damage. So you sort of bring the bring the gun around and fire 
and again the the one that is not engaged yet just sort of runs forward and takes a takes a shot to the side it doesn't slow them down too much but they're still moving i'm just trying to give them something extra to think about yeah they definitely have a bullet to think about now (laughs) uh brings it to jonas and amen amen uh, so there's one that has just gotten shot by Spanner, and there's one that is currently physically engaged with Astrid. Yep, with Astrid. Yep. We're Eamon's going for the one that's up against Astrid. Hmm. All right. Going to finish that one off. Gonna try. Um, what's his defense? Uh, his turn has come back around, so it's two. Two. All right. Uh, we're not trying. Actually, no. We'll we'll try for a targeted against because he's got claws out. You said right. Yep. We're gonna try and take those off. Um, probably at the arm. I want to say, which is actually no. We'll just we'll just we'll just go for the spine. We're gonna go for a torso shot. So he's just gonna take a minus one penalty if that's okay. Okay. Which puts us at a total of minus three. Two damage to him, just aiming for the kidneys, more or less. He's already taken four from from Astrid's axe, so that finishes him off. All right. As you drive the cuckoo, you, you sort of circle around behind him from where Astrid's got him occupied in, in the front and just drive the cuckoo directly into his spine. Goes your back there, little sister. Thank you. Uh, meanwhile, Jonas, with the the one that remains, just opens up the 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 one remaining barrel on his double barreled shotgun. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so that'll be with nine agains. So that'll be bah! with six successes. <laughs> the nine agains on shotguns, man. Uh, as he sort of leans out and with the other barrel unloads that second shot in the shotgun as the other vampire falls and collapses to the ground. And that is what from, from, uh, from Eamon's count, that is the last one as motion stops. But ripple yell continues. He'll pull out a rag (laughs) and start cleaning off the blade. And then pull out his walkie-talkie and try and shield it away from the rebel yell. All right, well, I think that's got them all, brother. Stay on Overwatch, and if you see anything else, give us a shout. What was that about a rebel yell? (laughs) It's this fucking music! (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> He's what three, four rooftops away. He can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did, did the howls continue? By the way, each I just, I just, I just hear an Englishman something about you know about uh, yeah. this. About this point, um, she has voluntarily switched off of this playlist at the end of the song, so we're <laughs> just continuing with Billy Idol. So we are now rocking the Cradle of Love. Excellent. <laughs> I was thinking, is it going to go Cradle of Love or White Wedding? Oh boy. Um, the uh, yes. Every time, every time one of the vampires hit the ground, there was a howl in the distance. Okay. We should 
probably go. Paul's headed over to the closet. See, you open up the closet and there's Uh, putting the gun away inside my blazer first. He's not going to open the door with a gun out. Uh, you you open you open the door with the the gun put away and you see that she's just kind of got a pair of headphones like like mine like a headset mm-hmm. and she's got her hands pressed into them. Um, Paul cocks his head and says, "Put the sword away." Just, I, I mean, yeah, that's fair. Paul cocks his head and says, "Not a Billy Idol fan, then." She kind of looks up at you, pulls the headphones off. Sorry. No, don't worry about it. Uh, and I assume at this point um, uh, <laughs> this music is still blaring in. The change song is still blaring in through the window. Yeah. Um, uh, Paul says, look, it looks like our, uh, your uh, your fan club out there has been dispersed, but um, we better get out of here. Can we give you a ride? Uh, anywhere but here, Yes. Sounds good. Um, I'm Paul. What's your name? Colleen. Colleen, very good to meet you. Sorry it's under these circumstances. Let's get going. I'm assuming she matches the description uh, that the... the... Oh, yeah. To a T. Okay. At this point, if, if it seems like the fighting stopped psychically, I'm letting Crowley know to circle back around, head back, uh, meet up with the friendly of the twins. Meet up with Eamon. One who yelled doggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Eamon, as you're, as you're cleaning your weapons up and watching the bodies decay into ash, mm-hmm. um, sort of just leaving behind piles of clothing and spent ammunition. I mean... Paul wasn't wrong. They are. We have literally dispersed them into the air. Yep. Yes. Into fine particulate matter. Um, it it just looks like the rapture passed through. Apparently, <laughs> with a bunch of brand new wranglers lying on the ground. <laughs> um, are any of them my size? Probably, actually, <laughs> we're we're grabbing some uh, some spare changes of clothes. We don't have much back at back at our ladies. That's fair. Is the hat still there? Uh, yes, the cowboy hat is still there. Definitely grabbing the hat and <laughs> and, uh, and putting it and and we'll hold it out to Colleen and says this might help you keep a slightly uh, lower profile at least from far away. As long as I get to wear it when you're done with it. <laughs> she kind of she kind of gestures to her punk ensemble. I don't think that's going to make the profile any lower. Fair enough. And Paul puts it on, adjusts it, uh, and then turns and, and it, it is, um, it is Nina in the car? Yes. And she has turned, the, turned the music off at this point. He has finger guns. Um, Nina. <laughs> GM, just as a question, I know we were talking sort of in the house. Did I get enough of a sense of the house to know where there might be a, like, uh, I don't know how common these are in the South because it doesn't get that cold, but like a coat closet or a mud room or something. Uh, there would probably just be a coat rack in by the front door. Okay. Checking that seem to be anything on it. 
Uh, no, it seems like the whoever whoever was living here that Nina was that Nina was borrowing the house from took their coats with them when they left for whatever trip. All right, I'm headed to whatever the master bedroom might be. Open closet quickly, scanning for any like oversized coats, jackets, something like that. Jesus Christ, we're used for a house. We're not raiding their possession. <laughs> you, you, could, you could probably you could probably find like a, a particularly large, like a like a smoking jacket. If it looks like expensive or a suit jacket or something, I won't take it. But otherwise, I'll. Here, just look pockets. Make sure they're empty. If not, empty them onto the dresser or something. Yeah, if, if you're just looking for like oversized baggy sweatshirt, yeah, you can absolutely find yeah. one. Um, grab one, toss it to the to her. Here's the question, though, William: the oversized baggy sweatshirt is it University of Georgia or is it Georgia Tech? <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm envisioning it being gray, so it's probably tech because it's just gray with the with the the hornet with the hornet. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. with the with the yellow jacket on there. Okay, all right, good to know. Mm-hmm. And, and I just Talk realized I'm her. I'm two for two in final show games of having my character wear a giant white cowboy hat. Right. <laughs> Help. Uh, well, let's just not mention where we got it from. Yeah, um, she kind of quickly tosses it on, wraps herself up, puts like puts her arms around herself. This university is so stupid. <laughs> hey, Tex. Uh, yeah, uh, grab me the it, belt buckle. Sure thing, Pilgrim. In a no, no, <laughs> never, ever, ever do that again. It's just awful. <laughs> also. I'm assuming we're leaving. Who's gra- who, who, who's grabbing the friend that we brought here? Because that would be a very that would be a very um, jarring <laughs> thing for my friends to come home to in the base. That's a very good point. I got him. Okay. Thanks for letting us use your house. By the way, we left you a vampire in the basement. <laughs> it's sort of a host gift. <laughs> we already invited it in. Don't worry. <laughs> we traded. We traded you a coat for a vampire. <laughs> Paul, Paul tosses Nina the um uh, the belt buckle and says, uh, "And do you want your pistol back? Uh, or you mind if I hang on to it for now?" Um. By the way, nice shooting for a guy who's never shot before. Um, Didn't say I'd never shot before. Just been a while. Functionally, never shot before. Um, <laughs> been a long while, including one eye equals equivalent never shot before. Anyways, uh, like you know what? Now. You're probably good for now. Go ahead and hold on to that. All right. Um, certainly. Like we'll, I said, this is America. I can pick a, I can pick one up at 7-Eleven. Not really. <laughs> I'm kidding. But more, more sort of a Walmart thing. Literally a Walmart thing. They have a gun yeah. section. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, cheers. Um, and he'll uh, he'll he'll keep it in the in the blazer. It's it's uh, he doesn't have a, a holster, so it's just <laughs> sort of unsightly bulge. Uh, but if we have time, he'll try to pick up a, a. You could take you could take the vampire's holster. Oh sure. Wait, oh, but it's like a 
Wait, it is like a giant cowboy holster, right? Yeah, it's oversized yes. cowboy holster. It can fit any handgun you want to put in there. Also, there's a chance. There's a chance. His American vacation. There's a chance that if Paul uses that holster for the gun he currently has, he will have to go in up to the elbow before he finds the gun. <laughs> yeah. Also, unsightly bulge is the name of my kiss cover band when they're out of makeup. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I have drink in my mouth. <laughs> I actually don't think he will take the holster because he's not the wear a gun on your hip type. But he he is he is briefly amused by the mental image. Yeah, Eamon is basically shaking out anything that looks like it has any usability to it and just throwing it in the truck. Nice, because you know, if we're if people are turning up missing having just their clothes laying around is still evidence oh holy shit i didn't realize how spot on i was when i called the freedom arms it's like the oversized silver cowboy gun hang on oh yeah no it totally is i'm gonna put an image in the in the the zoom chat real quick uh, uh some people can't check zoom oh chat. right yeah let me let me put it in let me put it in the roll 20 then <laughs> oh shit i accidentally opened zoom chat oh well it's fine sorry yep. everyone Yep, it's yeah, it's it's an egregious weapon. Uh, <laughs> I want to look like a cowboy, but I want to be able to take out a pickup truck. Holy fuck, stain! Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. an absurd gun. Yeah, also, is that photoshopped, or do they actually print the model of the gun on the barrel? Oh, no, they printed it on there. I'm 100% sure that's on the barrel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's on the barrel of all the other pictures I can find. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll print that on there. It's a ridiculous weapon. Holy fuck. <laughs> that is how you were immediately able to identify the model of the gun. I yeah. mean... I feel like that one's kind of distinctive on its own. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Given it that it like weighs like cannon. three and a half pounds. Yeah. No, it doesn't look like a hand cannon. It is a hand cannon. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're understanding how McCree got his aesthetic. He oh, it's such a McCree gun. It's, it's yeah, straight up a McCree vampire. Gun. That's right. <laughs> In the cab. While well, everybody's getting clothing and 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 bringing vampire, get, getting vampires and like, uh, Nina is going to go through this phone mm -hmm. that has Spotify. Yep. Um, and start looking for looking through text messages, looking through contact lists, looking through emails, because I'm assuming this asshole uses his phone. Not that you're an asshole if you use your phone to a free email. I do it too. But that this asshole uses his phone for email. So the the phone is conspicuously light on details, but the uh the message the the text the text app still has a handful of messages in it okay i'm um, going to just for grins because 
this is how Spotify works. I'm going to open up the Facebook app and get all the details I can from there because that's how you log into Spotify through yep. Facebook. It's true. <laughs> this is a vampire cowboy with a Facebook account. Yep. Um, the, uh, the 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 name on the on the Facebook account is Jackson Wallace. Jackson Wallace. Um, and his Facebook account is one of those that's used once in a blue moon, but has, you know, pictures from random parties and the occasional like status update of something relevant that I actually want to tell people, but he doesn't talk much on Facebook. Shared memes of all lives matter. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but what's, what's the, the interesting thing is the, the, the last, um, there's a there's a message chain that is a lot of um, there's a lot of received messages and not a lot of sent messages in the one chain that is there. Okay. Um, and they're all relatively short, like meeting at this time, head over to the shack, head over to the main house. I want to see you in five minutes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the last one is a particularly long one. That says, she got out last night, take six of the boys and go out and find her. She was last seen in, list the neighborhood. If you don't have her back before daylight, I will fucking shut you out with the sun. Get her the fuck back here in all caps. And, and immediately after that, and clean your phone out before you go so I don't have to clean up after you. <laughs> oh, Billy, you're in so much trouble. Nicely done. It looks like he cleaned out most of his phone, not that text chain. Does this individual have a name? Uh, the, 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 ad, the address attached is General Dottillo. Presumably, he has a phone number if he's in someone's phone. I mean, yeah, it's a tech. I would assume so. (laughs) Even if it's just his, like, what is it that Google gives you, like a pseudo phone number? Yep. Yeah. Um. I simultaneously with this, I'd I'd like to chat with Colleen, but I don't want to if it makes sense to finish up the business with the phone. Well, you, I mean, anything at this point, she's going to, she's just going to be sharing this with everybody else. So yeah, so you can go ahead. Okay. Um, so um, once she's in and settled and we're underway, um, Paul will turn to Colleen and say, uh, so I don't mean to pry, but this is uh, not the most common way to make someone's acquaintance. Uh, care to fill us in a little bit on uh, why all those fellows were after you? You can tell that we're no fan of uh, the uh, sanguinously inclined. Uh, they had me there for a few years, and I <laughs> wanted out. And I got out because fuck those guys. Good Lord. They've been holding you there for years. Yeah, I'd been getting moved around a lot. 
from group to group and when my minders got killed by them they took me and held me there for a few years while they were looking for what they were after and that's this crimson veil thing yeah why is it they think that you have something to do with that they think i can find it for them and any idea why they think that apparently that's what their colonel says hmm. they, the, the colonel seems to have an interest in me and thinks that whatever can I, that I can somehow find this crimson veil for them um, well real quick let me make some introductions and he'll point around and say um, this is Astrid Nina uh, Drew Eamon Sean um, uh and I'm blanking on his name. I, I not not the character, not the not the character, but the player. Yeah, and and Jonas, um, you can tell we're 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 uh, about as opposed as you could possibly be to vampires walking around in the daylight. So we want to make sure that it stays out of their hands. What up, uh, Star Child? Hi. Oh. Hi. Um, give me one second. I. I know I'm not old enough, but I need a drink right now. And she walks into the the kitchen of this house and pulls open one of the cabinets and immediately seems to find what she's looking for and pulls out a bottle of Crown Royal um, and immediately pours herself a very, uh, like a small shot. Ooh, girl. Eamon just, Eamon just winces. Uh, Sorry to give you a bit of a dressing down there love but uh if you're gonna have a drink at least get something worth drinking shitty is better right now i need something to numb the shakes so she downs it um all i'm saying is it's gonna take about 12 shots of that to get you one uh, never mind it's working well enough right now she says as she kind of downs it and then takes a breath <sighs> Okay, can we get out of here? Yeah, who's who? Who's taking what? I'm as I'm assuming. Uh, uh, Jack was his name. Assuming Jack is going in the van. Is that the vampire? That's the friend that we brought here. Yeah. Oh, I thought you called him Armand or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but his actual name is Jack. Oh, okay. <laughs> I only call him Armand to his face because it's funny. Okay. Astrid's got him like slung over her shoulder. <laughs> I'm guessing he's fine, going can, in the van. We can take him in in the van. That's okay. that's fine. Um. Which one of you is going to have the privilege of driving this bloody ice? Or hmm? are you going to be able to fit everything in the van and get my bike in in, in that van? I will drive this car, this truck. If not, I can throw it in. I can throw it in the bed of the truck. It's just that's not ideal as far as I'm concerned because mm, shaking and moving them. Anyways, but yes, I can do that. I say you can put it on top of on top of Armand. We know where we're go going. Ah. Uh, but right now, probably anywhere away from here is a good first step. You can go to my place. It's been no, gunshots. Was... 
I was considering a wee bit of if we've got a young lady who a bunch of the undead are rather keen to get their claws on, wouldn't it be easiest, uh, best in our condition to put her up on holy ground? No. Just a suggestion. That is a church fan, isn't it? Oh, aye. Our Lady of Lords. I've heard of that one. Is there provable evidence that uh, the, that our fangy friends can't just walk right on? Right on. That's anecdotal at best, but uh, there's there's at least a, a bit of and and I can of course uh, do the do the territorial warden blessing shite stuff. I look over at Colleen. Would you ra- would you rather hang out with a bunch of priests, or would you rather hang out at my place where there's drugs and video games? She she's she had already been through finding a different alcohol um, in in a, in, this, in the same shelf and had already was in the middle of taking a drink and with it in her mouth she was like points it <laughs> points at Nina. <laughs> Well, I mean, with that sort of argument, I guess you can't really compete. What can I say? I know the kids. Um, Even if we didn't bring him here, probably worth being more subtle this time. Yeah. No, legit. Um, I will... Somebody help me get my bike into the the back. Um, Eamon will help. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will find a place to ditch the ditch the truck, and I will meet you guys back. As soon as I've done that, I'll text you guys the address. Um, I'll, I'll look to uh, our, I guess, contact monitor, whatever's name. Jonas. Yes. Um, I'll look to Jonas. Um, you, you headed with us, or are you? Um, I should probably at least make a preliminary report on new information. So I'll go do that. And if you guys need my help, I will be in contact. Otherwise, I'll keep my eyes to my ears to the ground and my eyes out. Uh, I, if you give me an address, I can make my way wherever we're going. Cool. Um, Nina should be getting you the address for you guys grouping yep. up. So. That that was to the yeah. yeah. All right, and so Jonas gets on his bike, turns it on, takes off. Right, everybody else in the van, plenty of seats, and by seats I mean uh, crates of alcohol. Uh, Somebody's coming with me. I'll go with you. I. Uh, fair. Somebody else is coming with me because, no offense, on. I don't know if you're good at killing people. And if we run into somebody, I need somebody who's good at killing people. I'll go with you. There's room for three in this in this truck bed. I assume <laughs> most truck beds, there's room for three. They had seven people in that truck. That, yeah, but I assume a lot of them were in the, the sorry, not in the bed, in the cab. In the cabin, yeah. There's there's room there's room for five in the cabin. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, he's coming with me. She's still got the vampire over her shoulder. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, Sparky can come with. Maybe. I don't know why his name's Sparky now. Just came to me. <laughs> Maybe if, if you're going to be holding a corpse-shaped uh, bag, you should go in the covered vehicle. I can... I can go in the more visible... That also works. Mm, you're no fun, but you make a point. I mean, I was fig- I was figuring we could, you know, put put you and him in 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 the open air bed, and you could like hang him out the back. But <laughs> I'm mostly joking about that. Mostly. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's fine. Drew, Colleen, with me. Rest, y'all. Um, I think I, I, Paul Paul would would generally want to stick around Colleen just because he was her first point of contact, unless she seems comfortable in the other car. Um, she would welcome you coming along, but the room that's up to you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then he'll he'll go over into the other car. Nice into the truck, rather. Which which leaves the twins with the van and the vampire and Astrid. This wins an Astrid in the van with a vampire. Sounds like a fun ride for the vampire. <laughs> Dude, I was that is the worst for, hey, can I have at least one person who's good at killing people come along with me? And so we send everybody who's no good at killing people along with her and the rest of us stay over here. I mean, at this point, it becomes cannon fodder. So it evens out the killing ability. <laughs> I mean, how do we know the girl isn't good at killing people? She somehow got out of a, a plantation full of vampires. All right, that's fair. Also, I'm taking my dog with me because we need someone who's good at killing people. Bye, doggo! <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm the just picturing... Best to back on. Um... <sighs> I'm just picturing Eamon like, no! <laughs> but the dog is gone! Um, look, if you don't mind my asking, um, how how old were you when they first took you? The vampires? Um, what did, did, I, th- I thought it was all vampires. Did somebody else have you first? I've been around the block. It's a long story, and I don't even remember all of it. I just know what I've been told about some of it. Come on. So you were you were you were just a baby. <sighs> Yeah, my life's been hectic since I was born. Hectic is, I guess, one way so to describe it. Can I like, get a sense if she's like breathing and potentially some sort of unusual? She's, she's been she's been breathing. She was breathing heavily at a certain point in the middle of the in the house. So she definitely displays all of the signs of being a living, breathing thing. That ticks off probably some of the list but there's definitely some of them that need to breathe because you can drown them yeah she 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 also consumed alcohol mm-hmm. you uh there's a variety of types of demons presume that's fair actually i know some of them can consume alcohol without negative consequences beyond you know <clears throat> 
You... Any idea why? You got um, this, this, this keen interest from the entire... The worst people in the existence? Uh, all I know is the monks who raised me said that I had some kind of talent. Oh, monks who raised you, that's certainly not terrifying. Not not you. Not that just I'm I I I I suspect we are going to hear the word destiny or prophecy sometime in the next week. That was bandied around a lot, yeah. I, I, I also miss how excited Aaron's character from the, the werewolf game would have been about the whole raised by monks thing. <laughs> um, but, it's a good trope. It's a damn uh, good trope. What, what, what sort I of think monks? this was a really good show. <laughs> Shut up. I love that show. Uh, um, what what this, sort of... Did this monk order have a name? Um like three or four different ones. Um, that tracks. Uh, the Enlightened, um, something about a brotherhood. Um, I think I remember the word Akashic bandied around. Can I get a... Yeah. Son of a bitch! God uh, damn it! Can I get an occult while yeah. all of the world of darkness these nerds freak out about something? Sorry, sure. sorry. Yes, Go occult. Motherfucker. Uh, to make a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who is listening to the conversation is welcome to make an occult roll, yes. Intelligence and occult, I assume? Yes. Nope. Two successes. What? And Paul shoots her. <laughs> You're still on attack level. Akashic, never mind. We're murdering this kid. Paul, Paul glitches out and it's just like, bang, bang. I'm sorry. Click the wrong button. Um, and everybody else in the cab is like, <laughs> it's the thing where you're actually you're in a clearly non-combat scene and you want to test how this world responds to you trying to kill the NPCs I am not a robot like they're invulnerable and they go ah does nothing happen do they suddenly die and you feel really bad <laughs> yeah. looking at you Skyrim <laughs> yeah, it's like first-person camera. You accidentally hit the button, it gets you cut out. You then have to contend with them for the rest of the game because you hit them one lousy time, and now they're at Firelink Shrine, and you hate it. <laughs> Next, we'll be doing the um, the heavy rain glitch where where Paul just starts going, Sean. <laughs> Sean's so, like, stop um, it. The, the two of you that made two successes, you know that. Um, a monastic order is not something that's typical for most of the supernaturals. Um, that said, the sort of religious organization style does fit some societies of sorcerers and magi. Um, so that's a potential option. Um, okay. and they don't know anything too specific because I don't think any of you specialize in mages. Uh, I do. Oh, uh, yeah, you have werewolves and mages as your specialization. Yeah. Um, 
The name Akashic definitely strikes you as related to mages. You don't know specifically how. But okay. uh, of of the names, like you have that sort of like proper noun recognition feel, even if you don't know what what you're recognizing, it's like that's a proper noun that sounds familiar. All right. Well, that 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 trips some unpleasant bells. Uh, how long ago was this? If you don't mind my asking, uh, the vampire attack or the being raised? Being raised. Uh, since I was born. Which, right, which was... Look, look I, I apologize. I'm not trying to be indelicate. Um, I'm, I'm told that I'm turning 16 in a couple of weeks. All right. Um, well, Are you perhaps a cosmic key? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, you will. We're going to We're gonna sp- stay up all night watching Vampire Diaries and Buffy, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Look, if it makes you feel any better, I don't know what they're talking about half the time either. But, um, I, and I, I don't know what the hell accent that was. That was not Paul's accent. <laughs> I went on a little trip there. Um, but, um, but, uh, Paul says, well, if, if, if you know the day, maybe we can set up a birthday party for you. We just need to get all this taken care of first. Um, was it um, spell casting types, that sort of thing? Um, they mostly did weird, like, kung fu stuff, but yeah, something like that. That makes sense. Um, where, where was it? Was it... In the states, was it? Uh, uh, we moved around a lot. I was told to not stay in one place for long. All right. Um, anybody you'd want to recontact there? Was it not the best uh, sort of environment for a I mean, They weren't aggressive. They were nice and respectful in that weird, super organized religious group kind of way. But I mean, this is the first time I haven't. Sean and Paul aren't in the car with us at this point, so they were the nicest that. cult. But I mean, this is the first time in apparently fifteen or sixteen years that I haven't had a leash. So uh, they seemed if they were if they were generally benevolent. I'm going to assume that they didn't willingly pass you off to. Uh, group of vampires right? no the mi- the minders who were supposed to be seeing me around atlanta while i was here uh were attacked and killed and that was a few that was a matter of years ago that was two years by vampires or yeah. by some sorry say that again by the vampires yeah okay and then they had me at the plantation for a while and then apparently a few months ago the colonel showed up and yep. decided that it was time to put me to use for something. <sighs> what can you tell us about the colonel? Well, um, he's a German dude. Um, really messed up in the face. Uh, wears dark shades a lot. When you say really messed up in the face, are we talking sort of like, vampire messed up in the face or like God? He's he's 
very Nazi, like very Nazi. And I almost Pretty believe Nazi. he was actually in World War II, messed up in the face. Right. Right. That was yeah. Somebody took a somebody took a took a a World War II mortar shell or grenade to the face kind of thing probably. Yeah. Sweet. Drew, you were about to say something? Yeah, I I've got a question. And at this point the stutter drops almost entirely out. You're without a leash for the first time, you say. So where's your loyalty to? Um, that was really scary. <laughs> and I don't know yet. I'm kind of feeling this out. Like oh, I said, this is this is the first this is the first time I haven't had either a couple of genuinely nice people trying to, you know, make sure that I didn't wander too far or a bunch of people with fangs trying to keep me in a cage. I mean, so... I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but you you have looks around the group, consider considers the other van people. Uh, let, let's put a pin in generally nice for the moment, but you do have people who for the moment at least won't want you to wander too far only because apparently there is a there there is there there there's a hitler devotee with fangs out there who who wants to get you back yeah i can buy that like you said uh, you're off the leash we have no intention of putting you back on one but if you let us we'd like to help keep you safe at least until we can get this whole situation sorted out well, you really shouldn't speak for other people like that. It is... It's not my job. There are specific people whose job this is. Sorry, it's not. And at this point, Drew is just eyeing a certain person in the car who I don't believe has changed shirts today. No, absolutely has not. Uh, if, If it's obvious, this is me asking you Aaron out of character was that is it obvious in character whether don't speak for all of us um about was that about the comment about not wanting to put her on a leash or was that about what Nina had said I, or maybe maybe I can't tell mostly general to the two the two comments um okay. and it definitely wasn't targeted at the leash part Specifically, but there was definitely a. Has Paul worked with other hunters before? I guess would be the best way to ask this. Um, I mean, out of character, I'm happy to say yes, although mostly with. No, just in terms of like, would you be familiar with interacting with other hunters and sort of the tells they have? 
Um, I, I, I probably sort of from field briefing, he's worked with with other people within the Aegis quite a bit, but probably not a lot. This is probably his first okay. big um, intramural outing. So you might get, you might not get the full details, not not having worked with sort of exteriors before, but there is some of that atmosphere of this is my life's work that you probably have encountered before. Okay. Um, from what I know about Aegis, they still have that sort of, this is a thing I do that's important. Nope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, to the Some of them are really obnoxious about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. I, I, that's that's really helpful mm-hmm. out of character to me as a player. So thank you. In character, there's I don't think much of an outward response, but he sort of you get a little telltale games. Paul will remember that pop up in the corner of your screen. That's fine. I can assign my dog to whoever I so choose. <laughs> Which is currently there's a dog sleeping in the right. trunk, the right. car bed. So, Drew, you uh, you good? There's a pretty long pause. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just all right. Cool. Well, let's find a place to dump this, and I need to text some. As soon as I, as soon as we do that, I need to text a, an address. Um. So yeah, find somewhere. Out on the outskirts, something like that. Actually, shit. We did not think this through well. We did not think this through well at all. You mean that we're dumping? We're driving the- back to my place in yeah. this truck because if I if we dump the car and then use the motorcycle, several people get left behind. Maybe maybe I'm I totally misunderstood. I thought we were driving, sort of in tandem with the van to a good spot to dump the the um to mm. dump the truck, and then we were going to get out. Somebody's going to take the motorcycle, and the rest of us were going to pile in with the wine crates. That was not that wasn't said one way or the other, and Nina had not considered that. Okay. Well, I guess that's a good point. That's a good time for us to uh, cut the van. I was going to say, I guess that's probably a good time for us to cut to Eamon, who's yeah. driving the van literally two car lengths behind this okay. huge pickup truck, looking over at Astrid going, so, uh, twin axes, it's, it's rather stylish. I enjoy it. Careful there, girl. I think my brother might have a crush on you. Fuck off! <laughs> There's just not many people that seem to understand the the, the nuances and, and delicacies of up front and in your, your enemy's uh, face. So the rest of you all just... You stand too far back. That's all I can say. It's a lot more fun when you get up in their face. It's just, it's just, there's, just, there's a bit more of a personal touch. That's all. It's nothing, nothing weird. <laughs> Sure, there isn't. Getting awful defensive there, brother. 
So where do y'all think Nina lives? <laughs> she gives an address. <laughs> Obvious attempt at subject change. <laughs> uh... Did you did you text him the address before you left or No, no. There was very specifically a plan not to text them the address in advance because she doesn't want that group of psychos showing up at her home before she's there to let them in. 100% definitely checks out. Good. Good solid thought process. But that said, realizing I'm assuming as the driver she is checking the rearview mirror since they just murdered a group of vampires and stole their truck. Yeah, so she you can knows see, you can they're being the followed. Double car links back, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we will find a place on the outskirts somewhere to dump it. Um, park, park the truck. Uh, get everybody out. Get everybody moved into the van. She pulls her bike out. There's a, there's a there's a couple of places where the where like the the road gets close enough to a river that you can run the truck over the river to lose to to lose most of its track and then just dump it in the middle of the forest where it'll probably not be found for ten years and when it is found there'll be vegetation growing. I mean, you just said there's a river. Yeah. <laughs> but you just said there's a river. Why would you think we would put the car somewhere where it's not where where natural habitat is not going to wash fingerprints and the like clean? It's like I feel like we're putting we're putting the car on the edge, putting it in neutral, and having three people push at this point. <laughs> yep, take everything out of the car of value or identifying. <clears throat> Pull the plates I, off. Yeah, I, I, I think actually, yeah, I, if Nina is familiar with that. Great. I think Paul very much is. Um, do you do you need us to roll to see if we adequately scrub any trace of ourselves from the car? Uh, sh- actually, yes. Go ahead. Um, whoever professional like. training for me since his yes. profession is criminal. Okay. Yes. Uh, cool. so, Mister Spanner, if you'd like to give me a larceny. Dexterity and larceny, and add your professional training dots. Great. And I'm assisting in that. Which will be an extra plus one. Okay, great. Five successes. Hot damn. With an exceptional success, this thing is scrubbed clean. There's basically nothing in there but the floorboards and the equipment now, so... So with, you with pry the pry the plates off, make sure any any insurance IDs are gone, yep. anything that would be traceable back to the owners is removed. You basically just abandoned a big a big red pickup truck in the middle of the river. Yep. Yep. It it it, it probably is very very obvious that this is <laughs> since he's wearing a cowboy hat. I'm just gonna say not his first rodeo. <laughs> And yeah, um, Spanner, Spanner sets to it with almost like a methodical ease. Like he just sort of pops the door, steps out, immediately circles around back to the plates, has a screwdriver out before he's even got to it, and just got those out. And it's just sort of like, there's an economy of motion as Spanner works, where it's just like, if he can do something as he's passing by, it's just immediately done as he's walked by it. 
tell. The man's got some talents. Let's, let's just say it's not the first time I've had to dispose of a ride in a hurry. Oh, give us a hand here. Well, let's get it rolling. Yep. And uh, I guess we flip Shoulder it. in. <laughs> Between the three of you, you, there's not really a need to roll. So the, the, three, the three of you just get it in neutral and just start to push. And eventually it ends up nose first in the river. Great. Is this a bit where we were on to the other end of the bridge and whoever's car comes out first wins the poo sticks game? Um, no, oh, I'm gonna get back in the van. <clears throat> no, Paul, Paul, Paul actually, Paul doesn't respond, but he smiles because he <laughs> has just been reading some AA Milne to his kids before he he left to get on the plane to come to the states. I put mutters under his uh, uh, mutters under his breath, maybe so that Amy can hear. Uh, you know, the last page of that book always just wrecks me every time. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know how to read. <laughs> no, he oh, does. No, no. It's just the best response I can think of in the moment. Oh, shit gets dark suddenly. <laughs> um, I don't know how to read. I've just memorized a lot of Bible quotes. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and... Amazing. It's, all, all my Grudek was kicking in. I was about to come give you a big hug. <laughs> and so once that's you, handled... Yeah, with, with, with your bike retrieved. Yep. Uh, Aaron, you got something? As there's sort of looks between the bike and sort of the church fan, I, I'll figure out a way to get there. You can... There is room on the back of the bike. Looks at the dog. Or you can do, there's room in the back of the van. I I can call us a lift. No, I'm I'm good off find my own way. <laughs> right. Alright, suit yourself. Walks off towards wherever the nearest bus station would be. <laughs> Lean over to Eamon. Odds, what do you what do you say? Sixty forty, we ever see, ever ever see Drew again. I won't walk off until you've actually given me an address. By the way, yes, yes, no, the address is given. I'll give you eight to five. All right. I mean, I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but. No, the lad has uh, has a bit of a standoffishness to him. I was going to say walking away from a vampire murder scene into the night alone. If if it would make any difference to Drew, I do, I do want to be clear. Paul Paul was not saying lift L I F T. He was saying L Y F T. Yeah, holding up his phone. I mean, I don't feel like that is necessarily something that can be indicated to somebody who cannot see you pulled up your phone. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, it, 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 if we see him again, cool. If not, whatever. Um, uh, I kind of feel bad. I kind of, I kind of regret now giving him my address and letting him walk off into the vampire infested night alone. But whatever. 
Ah, he'll be fine. He'll make it back. Probably. Um, follow me back. Right. Well, uh, Colleen, there's plenty of room in the back. Watch out for the man in the bag. And, uh, that should be about everybody, I, I suppose. Unless you're riding with Nina uh, here. Whichever one people would rather. Either way. Paul? Um, Paul's going to wait and uh, I let's see. I guess probably the church van just because it's covered and I think it would be a good idea to have Colleen in something that's entirely enclosed. Okay. And she just with that with that response just sort of shrugs and heads for the church van. And we head off. And so as as, as you guys are heading towards the um towards the 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 address that was given um Eamon um you notice as as um as you're as you're driving and as you're sort of keeping an eye on the back just sort of watching what's going on um you notice that Colleen just kind of like slowly starts to thumb through the the creative communion wine (laughs) and it kind of looks through Huh. This one stands out. And she pulls out a labeled bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> right. Nina likes huh. this girl. Do you normally keep this with the wine? Well, the grand thing about those crates back there is that they're uh, fairly universal in terms of storage of bottles. So whatever we have, whatever fits, it all goes in the boxes. <laughs> Fair enough. I didn't normally expect to find Jack Daniels with communion wine. Well, some of it's wine and some of it's vodka and some of it's whiskey and some of it's tequilas and some of it's... We're non-discriminate, rather. And is it all communion? Do you have communion tequila? (laughs) Communion tequila! (laughs) Yes! I don't think the Vatican's quite seen eye-to-eye with my brother and me on that one. So I take that as a oh, alcohol is Jesus's blood. Oh my god! So I, I take that as a personal yes, then. Oh, hey, if we need to have a if we need to have a sacrament, we'll take whatever happens to be at hand. This uh, must have been hammered all the time if that was his blood. Communion uh, tequila is the name of my Shakira cover band. <laughs> <laughs> She, I need to actually know more than three bands so I can participate in this cover band thing eventually. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a music nerd. It, it's know, worth noting I she would quickly become a broken record if I participated. It, it's worth it's worth noting she's knocked back a shot or two of like three different types of drinks and doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be affected yet. Okay, all right. Is is she less shaky than she was? She definitely seems calmer. Okay. I mean, but you had you haven't caught you haven't caught sign of a slur or a stagger yet. Okay. You know, either either she's she's got a a solid tolerance, or there's going to be a lot of vomit in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, she's also too. apparently fifteen. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Look, 
you're uh, maybe maybe want to pace yourself a little bit. I know it's been a bit of rough night, but you know the one thing that the monks were never um, too limiting about was what I could partake, and they found that alcohol. They say it's sort of a mind over matter thing. I, it might be one of their teachings. I don't know, but it usually just helps me keep my nerves down. I don't think I've actually gotten drunk. Uh, not that I can remember, anyway. As a quick side note, after about three blocks, uh, well, actually, probably the next time that we had a we had a red light. Uh, she's going to stop for longer than probably the red light takes. And she is going to, she is going to, uh, uh, call a Uber to pick up our solo walker. (laughs) Because otherwise she's going to feel bad about it the entire night. And once they get back to her place, she's going to have to go back out and she's going to have to go find her, find him. (laughs) (laughs) And force him to get on the back of the the bike. This is important. And it is an in care. It is a question about your in character activities. Uh Would you think to call the, disability service pets allowed version of Uber slash Lyft. You know what? I think so. I think so in her case. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of my, there are a lot of my PCs who would not think of that at all. Nina will. I mean, if you're a rock star, you're probably familiar with what you can get in what kind of car. I mean, yes. And you are also familiar to the idea of people have a special accommodations and you should meet those special accommodations. Mostly you, but right. other people <laughs> too. you and the colors of M&Ms you expect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I was just... Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And then after the light has probably gone red and then green. And right about the time that it goes red again, once she hangs up, she speeds through the light. (laughs) (laughs) And Eamon is on her tail. So the light has been red for a good second or two before before the the motorcycle guns through the light and then the church van right behind it. And there's just a blur of honks from the... Uh, from from the uh, from the other lane that just got the green. Ah, bugger off, yes. <laughs> Any, um, does the the the, the whole ed, uh, advanced alcohol tolerance does that seem, to the best of my knowledge, is that a wizard thing? Is that um, do I have I any mean, idea? Mages can do weird things. If she's learned any tricks from them, she might do something weird like that. She might okay. just also, it might also be a monastic thing and she's just picked up some Shaolin techniques to control her blood pressure or something. You don't know. <laughs> or she's been drinking since she was like five years old. And is I was going to say, and Eamon looks back and he's like, oh, a 15 year old that can really hold their alcohol and maybe has never gotten drunk. Yeah, that tracks. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> you can develop alcohol tolerance. Yeah. There's a reason they don't want you to, but it's absolutely much. It was, it was, it was less age and more just, and, and maybe, maybe I'm, I'm incorrectly remembering it, but I thought your description of, of her was as a fairly small human being. Yes. Yeah. She's not big. Yeah, she does not so have a it, large body weight. It, it was, it was, it was. So it was less age and more just. Wow, that's <laughs> that's a lot of alcohol per blood. Yeah, I mean, like, if we wanted to test what she is and isn't able to do, we can get a breathalyzer. There, there are. De- <laughs> mm, feel good at nice and Must home. not make inappropriate jokes. Um, <laughs> she, but she, she has taken <laughs> at least two shots of three different drinks. Okay, and. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're we're taking care of the uh, the shakes, I guess. But um, in general, are you all right physically? Any scrapes or injuries from your escape? Anything we can help you take care of? Um, hi, when did you last eat back there? That's a good question. Um, I think yesterday. Well, then. I guess it's back to Waffle House. Um, no. Um, so, why don't we get something to eat? What do you say, Nina? Anywhere around here we could find something? Oh, wait. Nina's on a motorcycle. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm He turns to the people that are actually in the van with him and says... I really like the idea, though, that you text as if she's going to pick up her, her tech yeah. phone while... <laughs> yeah. Um... No, uh, he'll he'll turn to the others in the, in, in the van and say, well, what do you all say? Should we get something to eat? Uh, let's uh, not let our guide get away from us first, but uh, next red light, we'll check with her. Sounds good. And the next red light we get to, Eamon's going to pull up alongside Nina and roll down the window, because, yes, this one doesn't have electric windows. Uh-huh. Oi! What? Our wee passenger back here hasn't had anything to eat since yesterday. Is there a chicken place or something? Uh... Yeah, but do we really want her in a public place, or do we want to order in? All right, well, this is your city. Fast food's the thing, she calls from the back. I also, go to fast a drive- food. Drive through. Yeah, that, that sounds like it. You got any preferences, Colleen? I need something with meat. Taco hell it is. <laughs> I get you on the fast, but what about the food? <laughs> I think there's a Sonic like Follow. around the corner. That works too. Come on. Wait a minute. You've been um, you've been you've been you've been under uh, under vampire uh, lock under a rock for like <laughs> years. How do you know before, where the that, Sonic before is? that you had just arrived in the city? How do you know the Sonic <laughs> right around the corner? Call it intuition. Is there a Sonic right around the corner? There is a Sonic right around the corner. What time is it in game? Like midnight by this point. Sonic's closed by midnight. Taco hell it is. Surprisingly, this one's open. Okay. Sonic it is. 
We should be really suspicious of the Sonic that is open too late. I mean, I'm more suspicious of the uh, of, of the 15 year old who's with somehow ESP somehow new existed because yeah. it seems well, like she might have. I, I don't know what the world of darkness people know, so maybe I am playing in. But maybe she operated at McDonald's into existence. That would be bad. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm actually wondering a little bit about the whole sort of reality warping aspects, perhaps. Or the GM just wants us to get past the conversation about. I am ninety percent sure that that's what the situation is. We are not. We are. We are not being role players if we don't totally complicate this thing. Come you on. are correct. I love this. Uh, anyway, so we get to hit the drive-through. All right, we want uh, Route 44 cherry limeade. We want uh, popcorn chicken, and six burgers. Uh, what? How big a milkshake? The big one. Another route for what flavor? <laughs> yes. They have the Oreo ones, right? Yeah. And the Route 44 Oreo uh, with whipped cream and extra cherries. Um, I get text another, uh, the, the uh, limeade thing. Uh, uh, double up the limeades and, uh, yeah, and he'll give the whole order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chips, please. And um, just yeah. a, a, a burger, no onions. They disagree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this is immediately <laughs> devolved into can we recreate a drive through from memory? <laughs> See, and can I get the. I've never the, been to Sonic. My only context for them is those weird ads that they have on TV with the two douche bro guys. Yes. <laughs> Yep. The, the the chicken tender meal, like five piece, and the fries instead of the tots. <laughs> All right. Sonic, uh, Sonic yes. is terrible fucking food and great fucking drinks and desserts. Yep. But it, Paul, Paul's like, what? What, what are tots? Can anyone please explain uh, we're to gonna, me? What we're going to need. Uh, we're going to need a, a side of tots as well. Small because... children. We're eating a... small children. <laughs> well, I, I'd, I'd heard our stories about American fast food, but I didn't think it had quite gone that far. And and um, she kind of fishes in her jacket pockets for a minute and then finds what she's looking for here, and she tosses a wallet at you. I stole that from one of the vampires. Oh, splendid. I assume there's like a credit card or some cash in here. There's like, there's like 10, 20s in there. Oh, right. splendid. Yeah, Excellent. Done. Yes, perfect. And we really hope the drive-through window thing doesn't pick up. I stole that from a vampire, but know that the fast food person does not care enough. Um, you know what? I, hypothetically, assuming that this is not a magic Sonic and it is a Sonic that is open to midnight, I would bet decent money that this is not the fast the first time that the drive-through attendant has heard post midnight someone say something along the line of, dude, I just stole this from a vampire. <laughs> oh, my God. So we get the food and we follow Nina to her house. Yep. You are it's like 70% certain. No, make that 95% certain that the guy taking that the guy taking your money is high. <laughs> yep. But as long as he gives us the correct change, we don't care. Yeah. Wait, I want to role play 
Paul's first tater tot experience. <laughs> there might there might have been a penny or two short or or extra. You're not certain. It doesn't enough. matter. Pennies aren't currency. That's fair. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> so you make it. You make it back with a a over large meal, which she is already halfway through wolfing down the chicken tender meal. Nice. <laughs> Yes, eventually a car shows up for, for, for Drew. And hopefully everybody makes it too. Um, can, I mean, yeah, if you can remember. We text, the, can we text yeah. Drew and ask what, what he wants? <laughs> Drew, we're stopping at Sonic. What do you want? <laughs> when the Uber gets there, Drew will roll his eyes. I can do this myself. By the way, it would be. Holy ground and. Yeah. It would be um, just just for the message. It, it would be. Did you order a car for get the fuck in? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, sorry, I'm a terrible person. So everyone, yeah. everyone, everyone groups at Nina's place. Yes. What is Nina's place like? Nina's place is a um, It is. She's specifically uh, taken like a, a condo above warehouse space. Um, that she essentially use, she she uses the she tends to use the warehouse space as a uh, uh, place to sort of test out new test out new songs etc. Um, but it, it it very nicely means that she doesn't have any neighbors, which is important yeah. just in case vampires show up and attack her because of something she's done. Um, it, it, it's a uh, uh, two-bedroom, uh, her room, and then, and then a guest bedroom. Um, and it is fairly spacious. Uh, um... Uh, a whole, uh, just a, a ridiculous set of various instruments in one corner. Um, uh, a fairly robust level of entertainment type uh, devices, television, media boxes, etc., etc. Um, the bedroom doesn't actually have the bed in it. The master bedroom does not actually have the bed in it. She sleeps in the main room. Um, so cool. that's where the queen, the, 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 the main bed is. Um, and it is not the most well cleaned place. Um, uh, the 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 master bedroom is essentially like uh, just for general artistic expression, whatever she's feeling like, and the windows are all blacked out because obviously, yep. Yeah. Uh, and a predominance of hardwood floor, not carpet. Makes sense. As she walks in, welcome. 
It's a nice, nice place you have here. Yeah, I this like is it. what I would. This is what I would think a rock star's pad would look like. Yeah, appreciate. Right. <laughs> appreciate you putting us up. Ah, uh, well, it's either that or you guys get captured by something, and then I'm gonna be honest. I'm not sure exactly how well at least some of you would stand up to interrogation. So, I'm kidding. I'm happy to host you. Um, Regardless of find the spirit crash space, find sitting space, etc. Well, regardless of the spirit in which it's offered, it's much appreciated. No problem. Um, make yourselves at home, more or less. Don't break anything. That's my job. Is, is Colleen already looking for alcohol or is she f- seemingly feeling a little better? At the moment, she's still wolfing down food. Okay. I mean, Nina's looking for alcohol because Nina has been driving a motorcycle and one does not drink heavily before riding motorcycles. <laughs> one drinks heavily <laughs> after riding motorcycles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, she's driving down... A whole little mini bar's worth of booze. Who wants what? Where should I put him? Uh, you know what? Uh, bathroom. Uh, there, there, there may or may not be a radiator I installed in there that people can be handcuffed to. Well, as long as he's got his toothpick in, he won't be waking up anytime soon either, so shouldn't be too much of a problem. Hmm. Yeah, but just never play it. Oh, yeah, it, no. Preca- precautions, precautions. That's that's fair. That's fair. And uh, he's, whatever you got on the whiskey train for me. Cool. Mixed uh, with something, not mixed. I'm guessing not, but... Not would be preferred. All right, no problem. Have you got the makings of a gimlet? What now? Sorry, you said a word. (laughs) Have you got the makings of a gimlet? A what now? A gimlet. It's a cocktail. Gin, gin, a little um, uh, Uh, preserved lime juice. And soda, right, usually? Yeah, simple syrup. Yep. Uh, If not... Probably. uh, I... If, have if at I, I just gesture to the, the the bottles and mixers and stuff and say have at it. Okay. Yeah, if if, if there's enough there, he'll make himself a gimlet. If not, he'll just make himself a G and T. At that invitation, I'm gonna dig around, see if I find soda or anything. Yep. Yeah, there is there is non-alcohol stuff too. Yeah. Grab a can of whatever. It's not that important. I don't drink on the job. <sighs> and it's at it's at that point that Colleen sort of drifts by, looks around at the cabinets of the drinks, and proceeds to pull down like three or four different things, um, some of which are alcoholic, some of which are not, uh, and starts to gather them up. I need to make something really quick. This is something the monk showed me a while back. Um, it's supposed to help with the nightmares, she says, as she starts to mix several different things together. 
Oh, well, well can I get a look at what yeah. she's mixing? Yes. <laughs> if, if one of us was missing, right? Say again. I would know if one of the 666 was missing, at least in my part of the world. Yeah, the you you get constant updates of where the of where the thirteen closest members of the six hundred sixty six are, and and if one of them was missing in your area, you'd be getting that update too. Yeah, I I didn't hear where she went missing because I can't go in holy ground, um, but okay. And we can we see what she's things missing? have nightmares. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Um, it looks like she she's mixing um, low grade alcohol with some different um, basic drinks, watering it down a little bit so it's less thick, so it's more watery, um, and then mixing some like herbs and spices that are t- that are in typical that are in typical kitchens. Um, in odd combinations that none of you have actually ever considered. Um, but it all mixes together in this sort of like faintly green slurry. So is there a role I can make for like, does that contain amounts or combinations that would be lethal to humans? Like that would be medicine. Okay. Yeah. Medicine and check that intelligence medicine. <laughs> Great. Yeah. That's much better. Can we roll um, occult too to see if it has any significance? Uh, for magical significance, yeah, you can yeah. roll occult. I will do that I, because I'm going with medicine, medicine first because it's an easier tell if she's drinking something the human can't drink. Sure, that's a good. Call. Never mind. That was intelligence and dexterity, Paul. Oh, um, if it was the I same have, number of dice, you can. Yeah, keep. I, I have a. Um, no, it's not. I only have a two in occult. So let me reroll that. Can I roll both or pick one? Yeah, you can roll both. Okay, okay. two two success. Cool. Uh, Eamon's gonna roll both as well. What the fuck? Three successes. Damn tens. Yep, tens. Lots of them. Jesus. I'm gonna count that up to an unspoken specialty in alcohol. Probably. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so for, uh, for Nina, Mm -hmm. it definitely smacks of like your traditional Eastern herbal remedies, which coin flip on whether or not they actually work, but, um, it definitely strikes you as one of those, you know, ancient Chinese recipe. Right. Um, Paul and Eamon on the occult side. Um, There's some mumbo jumbo about certain combinations opening up the senses or closing the senses to the supernatural. Um, Things that might allow one to see more clearly or close their eyes more easily to the the unnatural or things that are not of this world. Okay. Um, Okay. Which tonics like that, 
that are designed to close your eyes to supernatural things and allow you to block them out more easily might, if one has night terrors, potentially force them out. Uh-huh. Uh, if that's one of those, that could be an explanation. Okay. Um, Drew, um, from an occult standpoint, you know what um, Eamon and Paul know, but you also know that this is also designed specifically to dull um it's designed also to be a sort of a sedative of the soul from what you can gather of uh, something that is just meant to calm troubled spirit not just troubled mind but troubled soul flat tracks um and then from an intelligence medicine that's a hell of a sedative. Okay. <laughs> like, that's coma-inducing in some people. Okay. Hey, that's, uh, that's going to knock you right on your arse there, isn't it, love? That's the hope. If I don't have nightmares, I don't wake up poorly. Can't, can't what he said. Um, I don't mean Sorry. to sound... I don't mean to force you to relive traumas but what kind of nightmares do you get that's the thing they're not nightmares from things that i've experienced they just sort of happen i assume not um but like what sort of um i I think what nina's more after is it is are, are we talking end of the world nightmares are we talking individual Shitty arse people nightmares. Are we talking? Oh, if if only if only the variation was so narrow. It varies. It varies strongly. Then, all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I we just met, so I'm not going to go too much into uh, ask you too many details about your absolute worst dreams that you've ever had in your life. But we'll get there. Um. <clears throat> the one the, the one that's been bothering me recently is um, shadows in the trees eyes watching from just out of sight dark mist yellow eyes angry things walking corpses I certainly understand that last part given what you've been through um, I assume you heard the uh howls every time that we dispatched one of your uh, former friends there? Yeah, I, that's not one I'm familiar with. Oh. Alright. Yeah, that was, that was creepy as shit. But, I'm uh, not going to argue with you there. I'm going to take this drink now. You do that. She walks over to the couch and sort of stands up next to it, downs the drink, sets the cup down and then about a half second later collapses onto the couch and is immediately unconscious oh. and that is where we're going to end for the week <laughs> alright I, I think Paul looks over at at, at, uh, at Drew and says I know you said you don't drink when you're on the job that one drinks like it is a job alright dad jokes bye everybody ending. <laughs> <laughs> thank you bye everybody bye bye everybody. bye, bye. bye.